0: I'm Jackie Ventores, founder of Messy Bun and All. Here at Messy Bun and All Podcast, you will find tips on wellness, motherhood, sisterhood, and how our faith carries us through it all. You will find inspiration, encouragement, and resources to help you on your journey. Life is messy, but together we can do this. Messy Bun and All. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Messy Bun and All Podcast. I'm so glad you're joining us here today. Hey, if you haven't checked last week's episode, I invite you to do so. We talked about faith and rest. Right, physical rest, spiritual rest. It was amazing. I felt like it totally refreshed me, renewed me on my faith journey. I hope that you're joining us on that journey as well. Well, today I just wanted to take a couple minutes to go over a Bible verse I had come across, right? It Sounded harsh at first, but then when I read deeper into it, I could see how it was challenging me and what I could take from it. Right. So the story here on this Bible verse takes place, and in, in Judah. Now this is found in the book of Haggai. Haggai's. Prophet who is writing this, Haggai, and it is around 520 BC. This is a period that is following the Babylonian captivity of the Israelites, and the Israelites are beginning their return to Jerusalem in about 538 BC. So Although they were ready to begin this process of rebuilding the temple, there was a time when the Persian king issued a decree to cease the rebuilding. And so this project to rebuild the temple was terminated almost as soon as the foundation was laid. Haggai then recounts the prophet's message for God's people to once again rebuild and return to worship. You see, I feel like for the Israelites because they were held captive for so long, it was almost like they forgot about who God is what he can do, and they got comfortable in their captivity mindset, being slaves to other things and other people. So I want to look at Haggai, specifically chapter 1, verses 5 and 6. And it says, now this is what the Lord Almighty says, give careful thought to your ways. You have planted much but harvested little. You eat, but never have enough. You drink, but never have your fill. You put on clothes, but are not warm. You earn wages only to put them in a purse with holes in it. Ouch. Ouch. That's like a huge reality check for the Israelites. I think for me, the question when I'm looking at this verse, right, so we understand the context, right? This is in Judah. This is after the Israelites were held captive. And so, yes, I think there's um, a reworking of a mindset that needs to happen. They got comfortable in a lifestyle of captivity, really feeling restricted, really feeling like they couldn't do anything, but hey... You're you're returning to Jerusalem. You're returning home. You don't have to live or think that way anymore. I just want to pause here and, and kind of pose this question to you is, what have you been held captive to for so long? What do you need to consider in your life? right? I love how it says, give careful thought to your ways. So what is it in your life today that needs careful thought, careful consideration? When you look at the Hebrew word of thought or careful or consider, it's levav. And the definition of that is heart. Give careful heart to your ways, right? Give uh, Conscience, courage, mind, understanding. Give careful understanding to your ways, right? You have planted much. So, the Hebrew word for planted is Zara. And what's the definition of that? It's to sow seed, to be sown, to yield seed, to become pregnant. It's almost the extension of having children, right? Meaning to be fruitful. It says, you have planted much, but harvested little. The Hebrew bull, and the definition is to come, to go, to bring about, to be brought. You have brought little. So what's happening in this verse? And to whom, right? So it's the Israelites who are doing work. They're, they're obviously planting, right? Because it says, you have planted much, but harvested little. You see, the Israelites here neglected the building of God's house. It's almost like they were saying, even though this decree isn't here anymore, we are able to start rebuilding this temple. It was almost like they made a decision not to to. They neglected the building of God's house, and they put that off so that instead, why did they put it off? Because they wanted to have time and money for other secular things. They desired, they wanted to be excused from such an expensive work. I mean, because let's face it, for any of us that work in ministry, it is requires much. It sure does. It requires sacrifice, sometimes finances, right? Our time, our effort. And here, the Israelites did not want to put any work towards that. They didn't want to be a part of that expensive project of rebuilding the church, right? And their excuse was, well, we got to provide for our families, right? So we're planning, but we're not harvesting. We're eating, but we don't have enough, right? We don't have enough. And, and then it goes on to say, you drink, but you never have your fill. You put on clothes, but are not warm. You earn wages only to put them in a purse with holes in it. You see, the Israelites did not pause to think about why they were doing this. Why, why was it important for them to build the temple? Why was it important to be a part of their life? Because they've been in captivity so long, it's almost like, well, this thing doesn't matter when in reality, God is like, it it does matter. I want you to rebuild. I want you to return to worship. And so, here, in these verses, there's this judgment that's coming to them. You see, we need the help of God's prophets and and ministers right in our life today not not only the judgment of God's mouth, but there's also a judgment um there is a consequence. To the things that we do when we don't follow God. When, and by that I mean when we tend to live a life that is only reflective of our desires and nothing deeper. We don't want to help anyone else, right? We don't want to help the world. Or what does that other country have to do with me, right? When we only tend to be self-centered, self-focused, we miss out on the things that God is truly wanting to change, not just in the world, but in our own lives and in our families' lives. And so how did God deal with them? right? How did he deal with them? Well, he didn't send them into captivity again, right? Because he could have been so upset with them in that they weren't building this temple. No. But instead, he brings grace and mercy to them, right? He brings grace and mercy and he sends a prophet to them, to speak hope, to speak a reminder, and to speak of almost like an emergency exit before it's too late. How many of us in our life today need that reminder, right? We need that reality check of what, what am I planting, What am I putting and investing so much time in that at the end of the day, I'm just burnt out? I am not able to be present. I am done. What what is God saying to me today when I'm reading that? How can I apply this to my life? Well, this is what I want to share with you is, one, I would love for you to pause and give careful thought. Give careful mind to your ways. What have you been investing in? Because to plant something, it requires work. You've got to have the right tools. You've got to have the right soil. You've got to have the right seed. You've got to have the water, the right environment. But if something is not sprouting. If something is not being harvested fully in the right capacity for the amount you're planting, then something is wrong. Something is wrong. And it's not the seed. That can be wrong. Sometimes it's the environment that we're in, right? Sometimes it can be the wrong job, the wrong spouse, the wrong whatever it is, relationship, right? Sometimes those are the things that we're investing in that God has never truly caused us to do, called us to do, right? He's never called us to do something without it being fruitful for us. So, what in your life are you planting or you paying more attention to that you feel, you know what, this isn't worth it? I don't know you need to be obsessing over this. I don't know you to be obsessing over that. How can I instead spend more time with God and grow that relationship? Because the more that I align myself with God, the more that I'll hear him, his leading, the more fruitful I become. The more energy I have to serve him, not only serve him, you know, as I am, but to serve him joyfully and fully. Trust me, as a pastor, as somebody who works in ministry, it is so easy to confuse all of it. But When I feel like I myself am in a moment where I'm feeling burnt out, I got to take a step back and say, one, have I spent time with God? Have I been spending time with God? Or have I been like Martha or like these Israelites, putting time in more planning or putting time in finances or putting time in things that really don't matter instead of saying, you know what, God, I need to rebuild this temple with you. I need to rebuild it so that I can worship you because ultimately God is simply calling us to worship because when we are with God and we eat, we will always have enough. And when we are with God and we drink, right? So remember Psalm 23, when we drink, we will have so much that it overflows. When we put on clothes, we are going to be warm. When we earn wages, we're going to put our purse and it's going to be there. It's going to be fruitful. So what is God saying to me today? Friend and daughter, God is saying, can you pause and take inventory of what it is you're spending your time on today? What are you doing with your time, with your energy? How are you investing it? And then, is that that a harvest that you want? Because if it is not a harvest that you want, then guess what? You can invite God to come in and give you the blueprint to rebuild the temple, to rebuild Build it and make it better and return to worship. You see, Haggai chapter 2 verse 7 goes on to say this. I will shake all nations and what is desired by all nations will come. And this is his promise. And I will fill this house with glory, says the Lord Almighty. Because God says it, I believe it. What in your life needs God's glory? What in your life needs to be shaken again? What in your life needs to be reharvested, replanted, re so that it can bring the most beautiful worship and harvest to God. It is never too late for us to start over, and this is just simply a reminder for us to give careful thoughts to our ways, because in the society we live in, in the world we live in, it is so easy to get distracted. It is so easy to get lost in the busyness of things. I want to challenge you to return your thinking, your ways, instead of doing to just being with God and spending time in what really matters, planting those seeds that will truly yield a harvest, a beautiful harvest, so that ultimately our house can be filled with glory. Our house can be filled with glory. It can be filled with joy, right? It is never too late to invite God in. It's never too late to evaluate what it is we're spending time on and saying, God, I give you my day. I give you my intentions. I give you my heart. Now take it and use it, God. I just want to worship you and know that I am aligned with you that I am aligned with you, that we are moving together, because our Creator is our best friend. Our Creator desires the best for us, and there is nothing that God will stop at for you. God bless. Hey, thanks so much for giving us a listen here at Messy Bun and All podcast. If you haven't done so already, make sure you give us a follow on Instagram and YouTube. And if you would like to find out more about any upcoming events or how to get involved with Messy Bun and All, you can go to our website at www.messybunandall.com. Thanks so much. I can't wait to see you again. Bye-bye.